You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Hello, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. Happy Wednesday. Happy midweek. Hope you guys have been taking some time to just refresh yourselves, delight yourselves in the presence of the Lord. I have been feeling amazing this past week. As you know, I just continue to allow God to just adjust and move around things in my routine. I've been reading this amazing book. Shout out to Tatum for sending me this book. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It is absolutely amazing and it is transforming the way that I think about how I move in my everyday life. And it's really challenging me to be very intentional in the everyday moments of life, making sure that I'm prioritizing solitude and quiet time and just time to not be addicted to my phone and addicted to this fast paced life that we live in. And so it's definitely an amazing read and I recommend that you check it out. I'll leave the name in the show notes. Also, while we're in here just catching up, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who joined the What's in Your Head Challenge. It was absolutely amazing. God really moved and there was some extreme clarity and breakthrough in each and every single woman that participated. This was the three-day challenge where I taught you guys how to identify the root of what's been keeping you stuck in your head. We learned how to organize and prioritize our ideas. And we learn how to win in spiritual warfare against your mind. And so, again, super huge thank you to everyone who participated. If you want to join the next one, which is going to be around June or July, you can join the waiting list in the link in the show notes. So let's go ahead and get into today's episode. As you can see by the title, today we're going to be talking about the comparison track. But before we even get into that, I have to tell you guys something that God has just been saying to me every single day for the past three days. And I really believe this is for whoever is listening. I keep hearing God say to pick it back up. Pick it back up. Whatever you have laid down, whether due to discouragement or procrastination, fear, or maybe you just got um, distracted, pick it back up. That business idea, that course, that t-shirt line, that song, that nonprofit idea, whatever it is, pick it back up. Maybe you laid it down because the last time you picked it up, it may have been a failure in your eyes or it didn't necessarily work out and you just couldn't really push your way through it. But God is saying to pick it back up and specifically cast your net again. I'm reminded of the story in John 21 where Jesus's disciples had been out fishing all night long. They were very tired and they had caught no fish. So as you can imagine, they were very discouraged and pretty much had given up. And then it says in verse six, Jesus shouted to them, throw your net over the starboard side and you'll catch some. And so they did as he said, and they had caught so many fish that they couldn't even pull in the net. Now, I want you to put yourself in the shoes of the fishermen, and I want you to think about how they were literally out here fishing all night long. It says it was sunrise the next morning when Jesus told them to try again. I can imagine that they had an attitude. They were like, bruh, 
I know you've seen us out here fishing all night long, and now you want to have the audacity basically to tell us to try again. Don't you see how much of a failure the last night went? And if we're honest with ourselves, that's exactly how we respond when God tells us to pick up something that we've laid down. Whether we've laid it down because we've grown weary, whether we laid it down due to competition, which I'm going to talk about today, or whether we laid down just because we just got discouraged and we didn't see how it was going to work out. We say things like, God, the last time I did this, no one showed up. No one listened. No one supported me. Why should I even try again? What's the point? Our entire response changes from one of victory to one of defeat. We respond with our past efforts instead of responding with the faith that God is going to give new direction, that God is going to give you some revelation that's going to actually make this thing produce a bigger harvest than you ever could have before. But we have to stop looking at the old ways. We have to stop focusing on how tired we are, how discouraged we are, how distracted we were. And we have to focus on what God is saying. And God is saying to you, pick it back up. It's going to work this time. It's going to be successful this time because you're doing it with God and you're not doing it in your own strength. He will bless the works of your hands. Try again. So with that being said, we're actually going to transition into the topic of today, and that is the comparison trap. I believe this is a huge reason why a lot of us have laid things down that God has told us to pick back up. I believe that, you know, we started working towards these things and somehow we saw someone who was maybe doing something similar to what we were doing and we automatically thought in our minds, they're doing it better. They have more people following them. They have more people listening to them. They have a bigger influence. And then we started to internalize that. Then we may have become jealous or envious and we allowed that to sit in our hearts. And then as that jealousy and that envy sat in our hearts, we began to doubt what it is that God put in our hands. Now, an idea that God has given us that was supposed to be a blessing to our lives, it was supposed to be something that we were to enjoy because God gave us work to enjoy, now has become a burden. Now we're picking it apart and we're criticizing it to the point where we are literally tearing it apart because we're comparing it to an unfair standard. When we're comparing ourselves, we're comparing ourselves to someone that's on a completely different journey than us. God has given each of us our own gifts. He's given each of us our own ideas. And he's given it to us because there's a certain way that we're going to do things that's going to have an impact on the people that he's called to us. But when we're comparing someone who is on a completely different line, all of a sudden we're taking our eyes off of what God has told us to do. As I'm even talking about, I just see us running this race. We're each in our own lane and we're winning the race. We're running our own race because we're we're running at the pace that God has told us to. But then all of a sudden we see someone inching up behind us and then we look to the left. And because we took our eyes off of where we're going, now that person has sped past us. And the key here is that it's not even about that person speeding past us because we have to remember that that person is in their own lane. So while the idea of regular track is, of course, to be the first one to the end of the finish line, when you're running this race with God, you have your own finish line. You are literally competing against yourself. You're competing against your distractions. You're competing against your emotions, all these things that are trying to take you off course. They all want your attention, but you need to be focused on what it is that God called you to do. 
And so what I'm going to be talking about today is just some of the things that comparison calls us to do that we don't necessarily realize. And I want to bring these things to light because what's exposed in the light, we can begin to work on so we can get to the root and ultimately get back on course and do what God is telling us, which is to pick it back up. Now, before I go into these reasons, I need you guys to open up. Okay, what is about to happen is we're going to expose what this comparison has been doing, and it's going to require you to be vulnerable and honest with what you've been feeling in your heart. A lot of times we get very embarrassed when we start talking about feeling comparison and all these other things. We start to beat ourselves up and hide. But in order for us to move past this and identify the root, we have to be very vulnerable. And so if you identify with any of these statements, take that into your quiet time and say, God, help me to uproot this seed of comparison so I can be focused, so I can be confident in what you've called me to do and ultimately so that I can run my own race. So one of the first things that comparison will have you doing is competing with people you're supposed to be collaborating with. A lot of times, whatever God has placed on your heart to do, you can't do it by yourself. And so relationships are going to be very important in a key way of how God is going to get that thing that's on the inside of you out. And it's going to require collaboration. But because we know that the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy, one of the ways that he does this is through the seed of comparison. And what the seed of comparison gives birth to when it comes to relationships is division. The enemy wants your relationships divided because he knows that the people that are in your life, even some of the people that you have not met yet, and maybe you've come across them online, they may have a part to play in helping this vision that God has given you to be successful. But all of a sudden now, because they're doing something that is similar to you, or it may have some resemblance, now you're in your head comparing yourself, thinking that your stuff isn't good enough. You're seeing them as your competition and you're getting distracted. These are people that God could eventually cause you to partner with, or maybe these are people that are supposed to pour into you. But again, that seed of comparison will have you now seeing them as competition instead of collaborators. Instead of opportunities that God can use to bless whatever it is that you're building. And it happens to all of us. So there's no shame in this, but we just have to be aware that this is not a coincidence. It is a very strategic attack of the enemy to cause division and to cause you to get distracted. We see this happen in the Bible with Saul and David, where David was sent to serve King Saul. He was a blessing in Saul's life and Saul began to trust him and love David very much. But then all of a sudden, when David started to perform well and God was blessing everything that he was doing and he was winning all the battles, then the women came along and sang a song saying, Saul killed a thousand and David killed ten thousand. And all of a sudden, Saul, who was supposed to be mentoring David and pouring into David, is now jealous and envious to the point where he's ready to kill him. And this is why I really want to stress the importance of paying attention when you start to feel these things, because how quickly did that seed of comparison for Saul turn into anger, turn into retaliation and turning into him seeing David now as his enemy when God sent David to serve and be a blessing in Saul's life? So again, be very mindful and ask God to guard your heart against comparison so that you're not comparing yourself with people and seeing them as competition when they're really supposed to be collaborating with you or pouring something into your life. The next thing that comparison causes you to do is to build a duplicate instead of a blueprint. 
Again, comparison will cause you to build a duplicate instead of a blueprint. God is in the business of creating originals. He is a creator. He creates things from scratch. And we know this because in Genesis it says, and God said, let there be a light. And there was light. There was no light before y'all, which means that he created it from scratch. And so God has been doing this for years. And this is what he does when he gives us a vision and an idea. It is supposed to be an original idea. But what happens is because God doesn't give us all of the steps for how to create it and how to bring it to life, we start going on YouTube University and Google University trying to find out how to build something that only God has the blueprint for. And what we wind up doing is copying other people's blueprint and then being exhausted because we cannot keep up. When you're copying someone else's blueprint, you will always be behind and it will never work because that's not the way that God intended it to work. Yes, there may be some similarities in what you're doing and what someone else is doing. And God may even, again, call someone to help you collaborate or to pour into you some wisdom so you can learn from some mistakes. But it's not for us to take that wisdom or take that seed of comparison and then go try to build exactly what someone else is building. That will ultimately lead to us being frustrated, envious, jealousy, and then we'll be upset and we'll be asking God, like, why isn't this thing working? And God is saying it's not working because you're not doing it the way that I told you to do it. You're doing it the way the industry thinks that it should be done. You're doing it the way that your family has told you it needed to be done. You're trying to do it how your friend over there is doing it. And I gave that to them. And so we have to bring ourselves back and recognize when that seed of comparison is causing us to copy instead of just to sit at the feet of the father and receive instruction. And if we're honest with ourselves, waiting on God to give instruction can be a very frustrating thing. We're not intentionally trying to be frustrated. Some of us are just very excited about what God is building. We want to know everything, right? We're like little kids, like, oh, God, just tell me more. Tell me everything. And God is like, I'm showing you just enough for what you need to build today. God's word is a lamp upon our feet. So step by step, more light begins to be revealed. If we just are okay with just God showing us step one, it's a part of trusting him. When we're seeking God for direction and maybe he doesn't give us the direction right away, he's given us enough of what we need just to get started for today. And we have to be okay with that. Sometimes we're asking God, show me the full thing, show me the full vision. And if we're honest, we're doing that because we want control. We want control of how it turns out. We want control step by step. And God is not going to give us that control because he knows that if he gives us something before we're ready, we'll destroy it. Some of the visions that God has given you guys are huge and they can be a little bit intimidating. And if God were to reveal every single thing you were supposed to be doing, you would be like, absolutely no, you would run the other way. And so God gives you just enough and he constantly reminds you that you can trust him. His word says that he will withhold no good thing from you. That is instruction and clarity. So when God is silent, when you're asking him for something, just go back to the last thing that he told you to do. One thing that has been happening to me recently, just a transparency moment for you guys, is I keep looking for these coaches to build what it is that God is trying to tell me to build. And there's nothing wrong with investing in a coach. I have invested a lot in myself to grow as a business owner um, and as a leader as well. But in this particular season, God keeps reminding me, I am the one that you need to run to. It's not the next coach. It's not the next expert in this area. It's me. 
And it has been very frustrating for me because it's like in my mind, I know that I need to run to God. But sometimes it seems so easier to run to someone who's already been further along in that process because I can get immediate answers. But when those immediate answers are not the direction and the solutions that God has for me, it's counterproductive and I'm wasting time. And so God has really been highlighting to me that I need to work on my patience I need to be able to trust him that when he's showing me step one, that the step one that he's going to show me is going to get me further than any step 10 that someone else would have revealed to me. And so we have to be mindful of not making an idol out of these experts. The expert is God. He has everything that we need. The last thing that I'm going to talk about that comparison does is comparison causes abortion. Either because we're moving too fast, trying to keep up with the people that we're comparing ourselves to, or we abandon it prematurely because we just lost faith and got discouraged in the wait. We talked about this a little bit earlier. We're trying to compare our day one to someone's year one. When you do that, you're setting yourself up against an unrealistic standard. And it's not even the standard that God has set for you. When you're comparing yourself to people online, or maybe it's even people that are in real life that are, you know, further along than you, you're really setting yourself up to abort your own idea because you're not going to be able to keep up with the way that they're doing things. These people are not overnight successes. They've had years and years of time to develop, to grow, and to build these things. And it's unfair to us to try to set ourselves up against that standard. I cannot tell you how many times I got distracted in the building process, looking at how quickly everybody else was moving. And I was getting so discouraged because I constantly felt behind. But that's what comparison does. It makes you feel behind because you're comparing yourself to an unrealistic standard. We have to remind ourselves that there's no such thing as being behind when you're moving on God's timing. When you're moving at the pace of grace that God has given you, You'll always be on time. It's a guarantee. And one, because God exists outside of time. He's already predestined this thing and how it's going to be laid out. So if you just continue to be obedient and walk your own walk, run your own race, you don't have to worry about being behind. God says the people that are in the back or come to the front, the first shall be last. And he's reminding us of this because he is in control. We have to remember that it is God who makes the things that we do successful. It's God who blesses the works of our hands. It's God who determines where we will be today, tomorrow, and the next day after that. So don't drop your idea just because you got caught up in comparing yourself to someone else. God can blow his breath on something that you're doing, and you could be years ahead of someone who's been in that industry for a very long time. And I literally just experienced this. I was really frustrated because I just constantly felt like I was behind. I felt like God had me moving at a more slower pace. And I was like, God, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing more. And he was telling me, why do you feel that way? And the only real reason why I felt like I had to be doing more than what God told me to do is because I took my eyes off of God and I put them on people. And so I began to recognize where that spirit of comparison has started to seep in. And I went to go ask my parents for prayer. And as my dad was praying for me, he reminded me that I need to run my own race. And so I just want to leave you guys with that. Run your own race. Pick that thing back up that you laid down and run your own race. Do it at the pace of grace. 
Now, y'all know that was hard because that rhymed. But anyway, this wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. If you found this episode helpful, send it to at least two of your friends. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode.